Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey everyone, welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I am here as always with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good evening, sir. Hey, Scott, how are you? Doing awesome. I am excited for today's episode. I think this is number 10, right? Uh, That sounds right, yeah. All right, I can still count to 10. Um, That is awesome. (laughs) So somehow I forget, man, from week to week, but... um, it's been a it's been a busy week. We've been diving into um, some of the courses and content and you know diabetes reversal programs and everything that we're going to be you know rolling out in the next uh, few months. So it's just I feel like the time between these episodes goes gets faster and faster every week. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a little bit crazy. A lot of planning, um, a lot of kind of future casting. So yeah, I I, I get it. So. Um... So yeah, we got some good stuff to talk about though. We're going to be talking about some obesity, right? Yeah, we're going to talk about the most uh, recent numbers, um, how they're on the rise and just almost an exponential curve. It's really crazy how fast it's been going over the last 20 years. Um, And then we're also going to talk about the tried and true intermittent fasting window. When you say fasting to somebody, they typically will say, Oh yeah, I've heard of that. The 16, eight, you know? Um, so we're going to talk about that today too. Yeah. That seems to be the most commonly heard about thing. I I wonder if it's maybe because it's the least quote unquote extreme. So maybe it's the easiest jump for people to start out with. Um, so it, it, it tends to be when I start talking about fasting, and I get a really kind of fearful look on somebody's face. Maybe they, you know, especially if they've heard that I've done a seven day fast or something else like that. Um, then the, if they ask me how to get started, I'll typically say sixteen eight is a good way to get started. Right. And it's interesting because that's seems to be industry standard, right? Like what people, like you said, what people know or what they recognize. But when I started and you were guiding me on this journey, it was like, well, no, your minimum is going to be 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was crazy. And then I just did, you know, back to back seven days and it was super easy and awesome. So it's crazy how it changes. But yeah, we'll talk yeah. about the basic window and the benefits. Cause a lot of the times, you know, we've gotten some feedback when we did that uh, 2020 vision challenge. It was that seven day challenge we did with the group. Mm-hmm. Um, we had 35 people in there. And um, one of the things was, well, I don't know, like, one of the questions is always like, where do I start? So we had some options for, for everybody that was in the group and given some guidance on, you know, how to plan the week and whatnot. But um, when you start talking about the longer windows, that's when people are like, Oh yeah, you must be doing something drastic to get these amazing benefits of fasting. And the Mm -hmm. reality is it's, it's not the 16 day window works and gets the same benefit. Um, You know, similarly like last week where we talked about, 
growth hormone and the anti, you know, called it the anti-insulin, you know, how they work mm -hmm. antagonistically of one another. Um, but on day one, after that 24 hour mark, you get a four fold spike in growth hormone. And yep. by day five, it's a 10 times or a 10 fold spike. Um, so it's, it's not drastic like that in terms of looking at the 16 to eight, 16, eight or intermittent fasting window, you get the results of fasting if you fast. And it was just crazy. Um, you know, in terms of looking at the obesity numbers, how simple this would be to reverse. And I know you had a realization when you were listening to all of the comments and reading some of the articles, you were like, well, wait a minute, why does this have to be complicated? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they always start talking about um, how complicated it needs to be. And with obesity on the rise, um, this is going to take up a lot of time in the doctor's offices. And they start going into stats about how many obese patients um, each doctor is having to take care of and they're going to need a lot of time for intensive treatment but they don't talk about what that treatment's going to look like it's just it's like it's it's a, just a presumptive statement that this is going to take a lot of time to treat a severely obese patient well no it can be very very simple with the right management and if that physician has the right tools and the right knowledge and understanding of the method it doesn't have to take more than a few minutes and they could meet once a week or once a month, even with the right plan. Right. And, and that's one of the things, you know, the term obesity, morbid obesity, severe obesity, um, you know, it is based on that BMI chart, which is not perfect because it doesn't take into account, you know, some you know, muscle mass and density categories right. of, of things that, but the trends regardless <laughs> are saying yeah. it's gone up 40% in the last two decades. So we're trending in, in the absolute wrong direction. And if you quickly. look at the, yeah, very quickly. And if you look at obesity for women, you know, five, five, one seventy five is considered obese. So, um, I know my wife is five, five and that was her highest weight. I believe she got to 181 with a pregnancy, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so I, I couldn't imagine like people like, oh, yeah, those numbers might be a little skewed. But I'm like, well, well, no, if you think about it, 175.55 is probably not a healthy weight. Now, right. there be some people that are, you know, into working out and bodybuilding and weightlifting and cross trainers, uh, crossfitters and those types of things where you'll have a different composition. But the trends are absolutely going in the wrong direction. So we're not mm -hmm. talking about these severe, you know, my 600 pound life people where you know, they need severe doctor supervision and they need oxygen and all that type of stuff. We're talking about the majority of Americans falling into this category of obesity. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. With, with, with no, with no path uh, towards any sort of reversal. Um, you know, they keep throwing more supplements and more treatments at it and, you know, more research, more dollars. And yet, we seem to be just accelerating continuously in the wrong direction. I mean, there, there's something fundamentally wrong at the core here. Yeah. And I think it's just, in my opinion, it's misinformation. Um, mm -hmm. You know, cause I was doing all of the right things for, for those years leading up to putting quote unquote, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, I was tracking, I was doing macros and we'll talk about a couple of these things in a minute. And I was exercising and I was, I was counting my, you know, my calories and, how much I burned and doing the calculations and I had body fat testing done. I went to even see the specialist in Houston who's extremely well known and the guy is great. But looking back on it, the reason that I plateaued and then start my weight started creeping up again and my energy dropped was because it was still a restriction, a long-term restriction plan where, 
um, I, my body was never with my insulin resistance that was undiagnosed. It was never able to get there. So we're talking about the majority of people that have yo-yo dieted, that struggle to keep the weight off, that are frustrated, you know, when the holidays come up or they have that next vacation and they don't look great in the bathing suit, et cetera. That's the, the category of people that we want to talk about. So we're not talking about the shows you see on TV and the morbid obesity. We're talking about the majority of the population that is overweight. Mm-hmm. So um, when we look at it, just simply putting in a time-restricted feeding window or, or that intermittent fasting window of 16A is, ext- is so powerful. Yeah, we were looking at this, at this study from 2016, and um, I, I really liked it because it, it, it made it so simple and compared what we typically do, let's say an 8 a.m. breakfast, 1 p.m. lunch, um, 8 p.m. dinner kind of schedule, like just your typical three meals a day. And then took the exact same foods in the same ratio, same number of calories, and just tightened up that eating window um, by a little bit. Instead of starting at 8 a.m., we went to 1 p.m., okay? But they still did three meals a day. It wasn't even just two meals a day at lunch and dinner. It was still three. They did you know, roughly 1 p.m. and then 4 p.m. and then uh, dinner at 8 p.m. Same calories, though. So that's what we're comparing here. Yeah, this study was so cool because it was an eight-week study. Um, on time-restricted feeding or the the 16-8 window. When we say 16-8, we mean you are not consuming food for 16 hours and you are eating and ingesting food for eight hours. So mm-hmm. typically people will just do a noon to 8 p.m. to keep it simple. And then you fast from 8 p.m. to the following noon, which would be lunchtime. And that's your 16-hour window. Part of that window you are sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, makes it easier when you're first starting out. And it's actually more beneficial because your body, um, you know, when you wake up in the morning, there's, there's additional benefits that we've talked about being in a fasted state. Yeah. So this study was looking at, you know, the normal standard, which is the 8 a.m. breakfast, you know, 12 to 1 p.m. lunch, 8 a.m. dinner. And then like you said, the 1, 4, and 8. Now, typically, I don't like to eat three meals in an eight-hour window. I typically like to do two. Yeah, um, me too. And it was so cool because I was like, oh, there must be a difference in caloric needs. But no, these groups were eating the same um, 100% of the caloric needs based on their BMR. And the macros Mm -hmm. were the same also. So there was actually a really well-controlled study. Yeah. Yeah. And so over time, you would just intuitively predict if these people were eating normally, they would be maintaining their exact weight and body composition over time. But that's not what we saw, even with with that just tightening of the eating window uh, right there. So let's go into some results, huh? Yeah, that was the craziest part, man. And, you know, I want to clarify just for a second. So when I said a 40% increase in the last two decades, the Center for Health Statistics said currently right, well, in 17 and 18, 2017, um, 2018, 42.4% fell into that category of obesity on the BMI chart. And then the New England Journal of Medicine says up 48.9% by the year 2030. So we're talking half Yikes. the population. So yeah. when we're talking half the population, you and I talk, well, how do, we, how do we educate people to fix it? Well, here's where the results come into play, right? So yeah. we're looking at the same caloric needs based on BMR. We're looking at the macros being the same. So the, the, when we say macro, we mean the breakdown of protein, fat, and carbohydrate. So there's three macronutrients in your diet, right? Micro is all the, you know, the, the smaller vitamins, so, minerals. Yeah, vitamins and minerals and stuff. So macronutrients, so 
carbs, proteins, and fats. So eight weeks, Journal of Translational Medicine, the results, I want to do a drum roll, but my hands don't move fast enough. So I don't know which one, which one should we share first, Tommy? <laughs> yeah. Um, that was good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'll be here all week. So uh, let's see, let's go into it. So they measured a whole lot of different factors. Uh, we had strength factors. We had fat free mass. Um, we had body fat. We had respiratory ratios, um, a whole lot of different factors. So I think we should start with the, the, um, the villain, which is insulin for a lot of people because it's undiagnosed. They don't realize it's an issue. They mostly get their blood sugar tested where I was testing my blood sugar and it was in the normal range yet. I was still having issues. Um, and the, so the amazing thing was that blood glucose and insulin levels decreased only in the TRF group during that eight week study. So yeah, TRF being the time restricted uh, feeding group, the, the, the uh, eating window group, the intermittent fasting group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Six, the 16, eight, I, I, I TRF to me is, is a new term. Um, I know it's in all the, the study lingo. Um, so I wrote it down and I read it just as is assuming that everybody. Knew what they meant. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like, Oh, what is that? These guys talk about all these numbers and letters. Um, so that was a huge one for me because it just hit home. I was like, wait a minute. So they ate the same. They just changed the window, but the glucose and insulin levels decreased in the intermittent group. Like, whoa, mm-hmm. I wonder why this works, right? Right, right. Because they didn't take a very big change in in how they were eating. The you skipped breakfast. Right. You just skipped <laughs> breakfast. That's it. But you didn't, even, you didn't even actually skip the calories of breakfast. Yeah, you still you, ate the calories. You just... You just waited and pushed the same food into your next couple of meals crazy 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 and you didn't even have to miss another eating opportunity like you could they they still ate three times a day i i honestly pulled this article up not expecting to see very convincing results from such a small change and it's it's really exciting to see that even just with a, a relatively small change we got huge differences in results so starting there and the and the list goes on we we have more so let's get to the next one here. Um, i'm trying to decide which one i want to talk about so <laughs> the intermittent window the fasting group people eating you know the one four and eight window so just that eight hour window 1 p.m 4 p.m 8 p.m um the fasting group maintained their muscle mass equally with the group that was eating the nor- more standard you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, mm-hmm. while the fat mass, meaning the fat was removed from their body. So the, cause one of the things we hear is that, Oh, you know, your body breaks down muscle. I'm going to lose my lean muscle. Well, no, that's not true. And in, in this eight week study, your muscle mass was maintained, but you had more, uh, you had the, the fat burning ability while maintaining that mass, which was really cool. How much, how much more fat burning did you have? I don't, do you know? Yeah, I do know. And I, we did the math and we were both nitpicking a little bit. So I, it, I did What's the math. What's the number? What's did, the number? No, I don't want to say it. I did the, they no, all, they're all waiting. No, I'm not going to say it. So, all right, I'm just going to say it. six times the fat loss, six times the fat loss. So if wow. someone, go ahead, just go ahead. Wow. So 
six times the fat load. So it was, it was something like 2.8% decrease in fat mass versus a 16, 16.4% decrease yeah. in fat mass. Wow. So while maintaining all the same muscle. Six times, just not even skipping a meal. You can still eat your breakfast, just eat it at 1 p.m. Right. That's it. Like, so all of the excuses, all of this, oh, that's crazy. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, I blah, 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 blah. Elaine on Seinfeld, yada, 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 yada. Like, it, just do it. Just do it. Eight weeks. Okay, come on. Eight weeks. Seriously? Right. Eight weeks. That's it. Summer's coming. Eight weeks. Start now. That That's a huge compositional change. I mean, that is a I'm looking in the mirror change. That is a bathing suit, wedding, honeymoon. That, that is a that is a major shift in barely one little tweak in your day-to-day routine. That's 16% crazy. in eight weeks. That's awesome. Now, I, yeah, just, so I'm going to make a recommendation to make it even better. Just only eat two meals during your eight hour window. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hey, don't go crazy now. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go crazy. Or make it a 24. Okay. So um, <laughs> the last one I think we should talk about is the respiratory ratio. I, I like respiratory ratio. Okay. So, I know. I know. That's why know, we saved it. Yeah. Put our physiology hats on here for a second. So respiratory ratio guys, um, not to get too deep into it, but basically as we're shifting from sugar metabolism over to fat metabolism, what we see is a decrease in our respiratory ratio. Um, all sugar would be a 1.0, all fats would be roughly a 0.7 respiratory ratio. And we saw a significant decrease in this respiratory ratio during the eight week period, only in the time restricted feeding, which means just like we've been saying, it is a major shift from sugar metabolism to fat metabolism, which makes perfect sense. But to see that six-fold increase in the fat burning along with the respiratory ratio that confirms it, backs it up, is absolutely required for the body to be doing that and burning more fat. Um, just there's there's just huge corroboration in all of this evidence in a really nicely controlled study. I mean, this is a fantastic um, you know, milestone for for the basic science of intermittent fasting and not even in the in the more extreme kind of range. This is a really mild study with fantastic results. Right. And so you use the word, you know, metabolism and sugar and fat. So you, if you're looking at the the take home on this is by only changing your window and doing everything else the same, your eating window, right? Mm-hmm. You burn more fat. A lot more. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Done. Done. He's, he, there it is. End of story. It's, it's as simple as that. It's yeah. awesome. And this is what we love about this is the simplicity. Um, mm-hmm. You can take your shake, shake, shaker bottles full of stuff and you can all the supplements and yeah, you need to take some supplements. We need some good omegas in our life. You know, Mm -hmm. we probably need some vitamin D, especially, you know, with the immune stuff and vitamin C is great for you and antioxidant, you you know, you can have those conversations, but like all these weight loss programs. And I, I looked at 15 different programs when I was running my multidisciplinary clinic Mm -hmm. and all of them focused on meal plans, recipes, supplements, weighing, scales, measuring cups, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it was just, some of them came with 24, 48, 
275 plus page binders and I'm going, okay, yeah, we're not putting that in. Um, and it's like, okay, well, no, wait, you want to do 12 weeks of weight loss? Well, yeah. Okay. If we're doing some advanced, you know, weight loss, like when you showed me how to lose 50 and 50, 50 pounds in 50 days, I was like, okay, I'm glad I had you there. But if, if you want to lose 15 to 20 pounds over the next 12 weeks, you don't need all that stuff. Just simply change your window, make a few better eating decisions, continue to move, doing whatever it is that you're doing. If you're not moving, start walking around the neighborhood. And mm -hmm. the results will absolutely blow your mind if you just stick with it. The big changes that you try to make and the overhauls never stick. They don't stick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they just don't. So if it's the consistency, the small consistency, the small changes over time that lead to the big long lasting results. So start with your window, pick, you know, restrict your window, your eating window um, from the 818 or the breakfast, lunch, and dinner, restrict it to lunch and dinner. Um, I say only eat two meals. Don't worry about the snacks. Make sure you're drinking some water. Make sure you're getting a decent amount of sleep. And it's, it, I mean, it is just going to melt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just give it a little bit of time. Stick with it. Set a plan. Write down a couple reasons why you're doing it. Even hold yourself accountable. Tell a friend. Tell a neighbor. Yeah. Post it on our Facebook wall. There you go. S put it in a review for the podcast. Tell us why you're doing it. And, and then tell us your progress as you go along. We love to hear it. And uh, we, we want to help encourage you. And you have a question that comes up, send it to us. Let us answer it on the podcast too. We're getting yeah, some for good sure. questions and some good feedback like that too. Yeah, go, go to the podcast, uh, The Fasting for Life Podcast. Drop a five-star review. And in the review, post a question. We're going to be gathering these questions up depending on how many we get. Uh, and then we'll be doing uh, maybe an additional pod during the week or a special, you know, release pod where we just answer the questions. We may, we may make it our normal Friday release. We're not really sure yet. Yeah. Um, but we want it to be conversational and the accountability thing is huge. So when we did a couple of the weight loss programs in our clinic, um, we uh, always made sure that there was an accountability partner. So tell somebody, you know, bring somebody with you, share the podcast with them, but go to at the fasting for life on Facebook post it on our wall. We'll comment. We'll interact. Well, that's what we want. We don't want this 50% of the stinking population by the year 2030 is going to be struggling with this stuff. And it is way too simple to be struggling. Yeah. Get some accountability, post it on the wall, put it out there in the ether. Fourth dimension. It is out there. It will come back <laughs> to you. You need it. Whatever you believe, whatever, however you think about that kind of stuff, but you got to get it out there. So I want to share yeah. a, um, a, uh, an update from one of the first people that I've been working with. Um, cool. And back in August, I haven't shared this with you yet, but, um, <clears throat> you've heard us mention her before. Uh, she was part of our challenge. She was, she's on our Facebook page. Um, we're going to get her on the podcast. We just haven't set, uh, and do an interview with her. We just haven't set that. Um, yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So just recently, and I haven't seen her or spoken to her in a while, but my wife saw her and she shared with her that she's now down 54.8 pounds. Nice. She is 0.2 pounds away from being under 200 for the first time since she can remember. 
Wow. Probably first child 16 or 17 years ago. Whoa. She's off all her medications as, as we've known, but she, so she's just been able to do 22 to 24 hour fast. I think she pushes Mm -hmm. to 28 once she has an issue Mm -hmm. with some headaches. Um, and she finally decided, you know what? No, I'm going to, I'm going to do this around my sleep schedule. Mm -hmm. And she slept through it, made it to 40 hours for the first time. And again, her body kicked it into high gear and she was like, Oh, here we go again. Cause she had kind of plateaued a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't speak to her as often as I used to. So maybe that's not hundred percent accurate, but that's what it seemed like. And then she broke through that wall. She scheduled it. She simply was like, Nope, not going to get the headaches anymore. She hit the 40 hour mark. So she had literally lost all this weight, came off her medications just by doing one meal a day. That's awesome. That's awesome. In since since September. So if we're talking about doing a 16 8 window, right? Mm-hmm. Just for the next year, just do it. And you will see the changes. It, it, it's impossible not to work. It, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just that simple. So I'm super proud of her. I'm super happy for her. Um, and she figured it out. And that's part of the mastery of this is, you know, I'm still figuring it out too. I did back to back seven day fast. And on the second, second one, I didn't feel as good. I didn't lose as much. I wasn't sleeping. So I realized that that's probably not a good plan. Um, for me, you know, there's some people we talk to that are just able to just bang out 72 hour fast back to back to back to back because they feel better when they don't eat. Um, and their body's more in that state of ketosis. So, you know, she was Mm -hmm. able to finally figure it out at this point. She's figuring out the mastery of it using the methods that we've taught her. Um, and she's absolutely got the mindset and the motivation because she's like, well, 200. Yeah, here we go. I'm hitting my goal. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to go teach this to other people. So just amazing, amazing stuff. So cool. Yep. I can't, uh, I don't, you haven't met her yet. Have you? Uh, no, no, just, yeah, we, uh, just over Facebook and things like yeah, that. We're going to make that happen. So, um, take home one more time. Um, go ahead and head over to the podcast, the fasting for life podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, drop us a five-star review, post a question. We'll be gathering them up. And then for you people that are, you know, pretending to be the um, men, young men and women at the junior high dance, standing up against the wall, not jumping in and making the first move, go to our Facebook wall. I know you love that analogy. Go to our Facebook wall, put your name on it, put the goal out there. Let us help you make it accountable, put it out into the fourth dimension, into the ether. Let us, let us see it, bring a friend. And just make it happen because everybody's always like, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it. No, I'm, I'm just really tired of hearing that. Just do it today. Do it now. Just do, do it now. It, just do it now. Do it now. Do right it now. now. It, unless you're driving. Right now. Pull over yeah. and then do it. That's the, only, that's the only caveat. Unless you're driving, please don't do that. But Great point. Um, Be safe. Yes. Thank you. Um, so just I'm excited, man. I know we got a lot of stuff coming out. So um, if you guys are not subscribed to our newsletter, you can get that on our website too. Stay up to date with the latest stuff that we will be rolling out. So much stuff coming. 2020, it's March. It's been so much fun up until this point, man. I'm so glad that we're doing this together. Yeah. And uh, I guess we're signing off. Well, yeah. So uh, if you guys haven't downloaded the Fast Start Guide, go get that. And that will put your email address on the newsletter um, as it starts to roll out to very shortly here. Cool. Good stuff. Um, Cool. I, uh, I always forget that the, uh, you know, those little details. (laughs) That's okay. I just start talking. So, 
That's okay. I got to do something here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tommy. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, bye. See ya. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.